there's definitely a young player ready to make an impression at the NHL level. The question is whether or not he's going to have any, any chance to do so. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. Pierre-Olivier Joseph appears to be, at least peripherally, the forgotten kid of the Penguins organization. Every time we talk about young players, and I'm guilty of this myself, the conversation reflexively turns to Samuel Poulin, Nathan Legere, and players up front. But the most ready maybe the most talented of all of their young players is a defenseman, and it is P.O. We saw that. We don't have to wonder about it. We don't have to guess. We don't have to wait for him to spend a full year in Wilkesbury, like I believe we're going to have to with Poulin and Legere. We don't have to monitor his development from afar when he's overseas. He was here. He was in Pittsburgh. He was logging number one minutes. And more important, performing like a number one defenseman for a decent portion of the 16 games that he spent in Pittsburgh. He was, if you'll recall, really, really good. Like, he looked comfortable In that role, he looked like a guy who was, A, a veteran, but B, confident enough to be the main man on your blue line. Now, he tailed off a little bit toward the end of his stretch, and then all of the Penguins' regular defensemen started coming back one after the other, and he got crowded out and sent down to Wilkesbury, where he did, by all accounts, well down there, too. This is a good hockey player, smart hockey player. Big, not thick, you know, he's got that rail-like build. They've been getting on him forever about eating cheeseburgers and bulking up. His playing weight at times has been as low as 160, 165 pounds. But he's sound in his own end, aggressive in the attacking zone, does a lot of things really well. And you'll recall it, and I'll recall it, and I'm not 100% sure, for whatever reason, that he's on the Penguins' own radar for this fall and winter. Go through the defensive lineup and see where there's a spot. Top pairing, Latang and Dumoulin. Next pairing, Marino and Pedersen. Next pairing, Mike Matheson and fill in the blank. And while that sounds like it might be some kind of invitation to POJ, it's not because you need a right-handed guy next to Matheson. I don't think anybody would dispute that. And every defenseman will tell you that they can play both sides. Of course they tell you that because they want to get on the ice. 
every coach will tell you that every defenseman can play both sides of the ice because they want to believe that for their own roster flexibility. Problem is, it isn't true. Not every defenseman can switch across. And even if they can, it doesn't make it the best solution for any given situation. I'm sure POJ could pull it off if you stuck him over there, but you can't. But you can't. You can't do it for a million reasons. You can't do it primarily because you need a stabilizing presence out there with Matheson. No, I'm not going to bring up Cody Cece at all, or the inexplicable loss of Cody Cece over the course of this episode. Oh, wait, I just did. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. In turn, they need your help. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 from you is all it takes for them to produce and deliver five full meals. pittsburghfoodbank.org. POJ was in town recently for an event that the Penguins had put together with some African-American youth up in Cranberry. And he was asked about that experience that he had in the NHL and what might be his mindset going into the coming season as a result of it. Yeah, I mean, when you get a little taste of something good, you want, you want more. And um, I for sure, uh, for sure want uh, to stay in, the, in this team for, for the rest of the year and uh, the, the next uh, couple of years as well. So um, I know it's not easy. There's a lot of great players there. And um, you just got to get ready for camp and uh, show the best uh, version of yourself. Good for him. He should be confident. Not only was he the Penguins' best defenseman in the time that he came up, there were a couple of games where he was the Penguins' best player at any position. Remember the game in Madison Square Garden? Yeah. Best player at any position. And this was just showing up, you know, introducing himself to people. This is not a talent that you want to suppress over roster choices. I'm going to try to find a polite way to word this, but this organization for way too long, and I mean way too long, going back multiple general managers, even multiple decades, has made a habit of keeping young players down when they don't need to be down because, oh, well, the roster up here is set in stone with older guys. POJ's really young. He just turned 22 in July. Even by hockey standards, he's a child. But I'm going to make the argument here pretty consistently over the next few years, that the Penguins need way more of that in their lineup, up front and on the back end. Figure it out. I, I'm not going to come up with any kind of magical solution here. 
you know, I don't know who you would trade, who you would keep. I have thought forever, at least since POJ's burst onto the scene, that Pedersen was a viable trade candidate. But hearing Ron Hextall talk about Pedersen and Marino and what's expected of them as the second pairing this year, and then also hearing them glow about the year that Matheson had, and then protecting Matheson in the Seattle expansion draft, well, you know, it doesn't sound like there's room for this guy. And I think that's a mistake. I think that's a mistake. When we come back, just one question. back it's time for just one question and that's brought to you always by fubo tv the monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks fubo tv is just 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels including at&t sportsnet pittsburgh and just for listening to this program you get a seven day free trial and 15 percent off your first month visit fubotv.com slash dk one more time it's fubotv.com slash dk to get 15% off your first month. Our question comes from Gene Padden, who asks, we don't hear much about Sid's concussions anymore. Did he add muscle to his skull or something? What changed? Seriously, he was getting headshot a couple of times a year for a while. Remember that when Sid was hurt badly, the major concussion issues... Um, I think we all remember what happened to him at Heinz Field in the outdoor game. But it was actually a couple of days later that he was checked somewhat innocently, at least looking, in a game against the Lightning at PPG Paints Arena, that his neck was what gave out. And it was a motion that caused him to be out for several months and have people legitimately concerned about his career. Concussions are not something I'm qualified, certainly, to uh, discuss, much less assess. But I do know that you have seen Sid take contact, Gene, and I think that's what you're referring to. Uh, You've seen him take mean contact, vicious contact at times. But, but... I also think you've seen Sid become pretty good at protecting himself. You'll notice, for example, that any time he's hit in the back or in the neck, he'll get really angry. And now as I say that, I'm sure you're actually picturing a couple of scenarios where that's happened where he'll just turn around and just freak on the guy, and you'll go, whoa, hey, didn't expect that. I've never spoken with Sid about it, and it's not something I'd be comfortable bringing up past health issues or kind of a eh topic of conversation. It's not that they're, they're, they're taboo. They just end up being really uncomfortable, and you end up feeling really awkward uh, as a reporter when it's not necessary, when it's not necessary. That might be something that, depending on what our level of access is, uh, 
when the NHL returns, when the Penguins begin training camp, I'll be able to bring up with him. But it's a it's a great thing, man. You know, count your blessings. Think about how different that storyline would be, not just for this one brilliant, legendary player, but also for the entire franchise. If he hadn't found a way, hadn't worked his way back to this level of health. I appreciate the question, Gene. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Oh, and hey, by the way, it's September today. There will be training camp this month. We don't have an exact date yet, but there will be training camp. We are that much closer to actual living, breathing pucks. Let's do this again tomorrow. Mm-hmm.